Slice Audio. Ready when you are. Uh, okay, so how did you want to do this again? Oh, just, you know, go to whatever's fucking top. No, I, I know. I mean, like, how do you want to start it or how do you want to? I'm going to play a file to roll into it and I'll just get into it and I'll just kick it. Okay. To that works. Yeah. Yeah. We're busy recording things people listen to. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> You're listening to the Book of Murdoch. Bum, bum, bum. So yeah, Oakley made a bunch of these. Pretty good. I am, I am way too white for this. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. Come on, man. This is even. This is, am, that's a white Kanye song. Oh god. <laughs> oh, that's Kanye. Even. Oh yeah. That shows that's you a, how much I, I know. Bad Jesus walks there. I think. Oh, welcome wow. to the <laughs> welcome to the book of Murdoch. Mm. I'm behind. I didn't. So I recorded one with Dean last week to do the news, but and then I got sick, and then I. So we're we're playing catch up a little. So. And he's out. We're about to celebrate the birthday of America. Oh, America. And we've got Mr. Mark Houston sitting in for the news again. Hey, How are everybody. you, sir? I'm good. How are you, man? Thanks for having me back to do this. Thanks for uh, agreeing to do it seven yeah. minutes ago so I could get, a, <laughs> get an episode out this week. I love being down here this low in the rankings. This is great. This feels good. Fine, Dean. This feels do you want to? You want to? I got some B- Dean news beds. You want to hear them? What are they? Uh, let's, here Am we go. Am I white enough for these? It, certainly. <laughs> I made them for Dean. Come on. <laughs> Oh boy! Not really breaking news. No, with Dean. With well, this is this Dean. Is, this is it. Well, okay. Or or Mark. You, sure. Mark. I didn't make any for you. I know. Well, I didn't maybe think you you'd should want have. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Supreme Court is ruling for coal-producing states. Oh, this. Right. That I thought if we were going to start with the Supreme Court today. Yeah. Well, you have to anymore at this point. Fuck, they I are, guess. They are. Uh, you know what? I can actually. I spend a lot of time on this show picking on conservatives. Mm-hmm. I can actually argue for this a little. Okay. I would love to hear your argument on this. So, okay, this is a real even Stevens. And I'm not, like, the Supreme Court, some of the Supreme Court is certainly off their rocker, if you ask me lately. But, like, uh, and and, and let me preface it with this. I agree generally that we need to obviously deal with climate change and the future of automotive industry and et cetera. There aren't enough batteries and solar panels and wind generators. We're a coal, love it or not. We cannot come off coal because I don't think because the difference is bread lines. And like I get that makes environmentalists a little itchy, but we've literally right now we're going to have rolling brownouts this summer because it's hot everywhere. And we don't and you can't turn on a fucking coal plant at all right now, making an argument that that you need to be able to move into renewables and move into the future of whatever that is and electric cars and the whole bit you fucking couldn't do it right now if you tried and if you put everybody to solar and renewable and hydrogen and nuclear and the whole thing people are going to starve nobody's asking it for it to be happening tomorrow for this stuff but at the same time nobody is moving forward with any of it why i, can't I, I, it I don't be know moved forward i don't know if i agree with that why it, it's moving forward it's not moving forward as fast as you want it's it's the same year we're going to have a record sales for Teslas. We're going to have a record sales for SUVs. The, the market is contradicting itself in a messy and, and, and longer than the news headline way. I can hear that argument. I, I can hear it. I mean, I, and, I, and I understand it. I totally get it. Uh, I know that that's, I'm just that's trying that's, to throw some meat to my well, Republican friends so they'll still boy, listen. I, yeah, I, can, I, I was really. 
picking up on that as well. Laying I that a, I've been laying on a thick. I need a couple of wins. Jeepers. Um, all right. I what mean, else that's, you got? 90 days ago, everybody is a foreign policy Ukrainian expert. Mm-hmm. Then they're an energy expert. Now everyone's a constitutionalist. <laughs> you know what I mean? I actually have went to school for, for, to, to study the Constitution. Right. I almost have a four-year degree in it. And even I'm not qualified enough is, to weigh is in that, on this shit. Is that uh, kind of a side topic then? Is that is that just purely an American thing where we can read a headline of, of a news story no. and we think we're experts? No. No, there's, there's a phrase for this, the, the something curve. You learn about something in a headline. It's, ah, fuck, I wish I could remember the name of this. People think they're instant experts the second they learn 10 seconds of something. So their scale of knowledge of it in their own perception, I wish I could, somebody who listens to this is going right. to email it in. So you learn about the Supreme Court and, and about whatever. Like, the, you know, if you look at what they're going to turn the, 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 this Roe v. Wade thing into. It's mostly going to become an, a, a Ninth Amendment un, unenumerated powers and rights argument, right? When mm-hmm. you kind of break it down mm-hmm. to freedoms. Uh, someone who learns about the Ninth Amendment for an hour is all of a sudden going to consider themselves on social media a constitutional expert. But when they actually realize it could take 20 years to learn the Ninth Amendment and still not know everything, they re- you get a year in and you realize how much you don't fucking know. Then you spend your rest of your time actually trying to learn about it. But it, I don't. But I don't. I don't believe that don't is believe, happening for an instant with I, with most people. I don't. I, it's, I think that is the way everybody thinks. I think that's how most people think it. Um, when I was in my twenties, I decided I was an atheist. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the first year of me being an atheist, I was the most instantaneously instant educated militant atheist you've ever met. So you spend all your time trying to convince everybody how smart and right you are. Then you get a couple years in, you're like, well, that's stupid. I don't know shit about any of this. Then you spend the next 20 years kind of learning about morality and whatever and, you know, different religions. It that's it's, it's it works that way with bubblegum and your favorite band. But why? Why can't people come to the realization that they don't know everything about it? And and well, mm. you said either A they go and learn as much as they can about it, or they're just like, you know what? I don't know much. I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Yeah, a little bit you cable know? news, a little bit of social media, a little bit of tribal protectionism, a little bit of the internet got people. It's a mixture, I suppose. Is it is it possible to fix that sure. in America right yeah, now? Yeah, sure. You think so? Yeah, it's all a fight. You know, the only headlines I see nowadays are America is divided. And it's never going back. You, you and I have probably both have. You probably have a little bit of bias to the left, and and I'm and I have I have what's called bias of fairness, right? So I'm always trying to be the moderate, right? Mm-hmm. So like, um, you know, um, yeah, yeah, it's fixable. It's all so we've been through wars and recessions, and but all of that brings people together. The wars bring people together. The 9-11s bring people together. It did. Even to a degree, the recessions bring people together because we're all going through a similar thing. Why is none of that bringing people together now? I think it is. I just don't think it is if you if, – I think if you're not – even right now when it's harder because I have a lot of friends who are just actually scared about Roe v. Wade and they don't – they're a woman and they don't, and they don't feel like they have any of their own autonomy and freedom. And that's a hard thing. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't – my normal advice would be like, it's a resilient piece of fabric. Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. But like, even I don't know, it still is. I don't know. I just is. I'm an optimist, maybe. All right, two I white think guys that is happening. Two, two white guys figuring it out. Two white guys in Western South Dakota just solved it. Everybody with with no nothing but uptown problems. 
and have never felt an ounce of systemic racism. Nope. Yep. We did it. We did it. God, you have a hell of a podcast here, Murdoch. I don't I know. know why I put it down so much. We're really, I mean, this thing we're really is... boring everyone to tears. Give us a good news story. Well, here. here's uh, here. This is I, I see this one pop up and. I guess I've never really dove into it too much or asked too many questions about it. How about it. we talk about probably... your incessant obsession with fucking bananas oh, that I just God. learned about an hour I'm ago? I'm going to start a banana podcast. That's, that's, and I think it'll be one of the most interesting, interesting as the our most fucking interesting conversation. you will ever listen to. God, I love bananas. Why speaking, is this your, about, What is your... Where, you were, so you're, you're, you're catching us on the day we're recording uh, here on a Thursday right. at Home Slice. Where it's our happy hour and, and we have a couple a drinks hour. in. So Houston's two pops in, and all of a sudden he's a banana expert. I am a banana expert. And he sits in half the staff down and goes on on banana fat. What is the, what is the original banana <laughs> the flavoring? Gross Michael is is a banana that doesn't exist anymore. It, it, a breed it, of banana. A breed a variety. of a variety of banana that everybody used to eat, but it doesn't exist anymore because of a of a of a, uh, a like a, a rot that got into it and then destroyed all of it. Okay, and so now everything banana flavored. Everything well. The, the bananas you eat now are known as a Cavendish banana. Everybody eats. That's the you go to anywhere in the country, really the world. This is the most boring podcast. It's it's I've ever it's recorded. Cavendish bananas, and they're delicious. But here's the danger. By the time the danger here's the danger. By the time by Sizzle. the time 2030, 2035 rolls around, all it's going to take is another one of these banana rots, and we ain't going to have any goddamn bananas anymore. And then I'm done. All right, I am you're, finished. You're punching out of I'm, the world. If I'm not no the not the world. But how can I come to work and be a happy, productive member of society if there's no bananas? I can't. I can't. Are you a member of like a like how you know how bee people are weird? Are you? <laughs> are you? Are you conservatives like bee? and bee people? You just you went and did it. No, I there mean we go. like. You know how bee people are real fucking into it. They are, Everyone man. They're shut totally up about it, it yeah. and they've got the costumes yeah. and the. Uh, Look, do you, are you like? Is you, are you part of an association? I've reached an age where nobody wants to fucking hear about me talk about bananas, so I don't ever get to talk about bananas. I want to know. When so when you the think opportunity that, pops up, I take it. I want to know when you thought there was an age where you thought anybody wanted to hear about <laughs> bananas. I just told you a fascinating story. Nobody can deny. Yeah, that that maybe in amazing. the fucking Bowman, North Dakota Chamber of Commerce, or whatever <laughs> shitty place you're from. They didn't even care about my banana stories. Stupid North Dakota. All uh, right, okay. Let's here's, do the news. Here's here was it. Here's one. I have one for you. Okay. How about Miranda Lambert's vacation photos with her husband are causing a stir on Instagram? Oh, Jesus, that's who is her the, husband? Uh, he's a he's a police officer. Oh, he's not like a country. No, I thought no, Miranda no, no. Lambert was married to a country she, guy. She was married to Blake for about four or five you years. You say Blake, Blake Shelton. Hey, I don't. Everybody, when I say country no, music no, and no, Blake. No no no. no, 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 no. Oh, God. Because that's not what you meant. You dropped Blake like he's your fucking <laughs> text buddy, like you guys are on a fantasy football team. I probably team. have his number. Fuck you. So, God. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. The voice, for God's sake. Everybody knows who Blake Shelton is. He is. The one, is he the one who drinks a lot, who married Gwen Stefani? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's... Right that's God. <laughs> Sorry. He's, hey, listen, he's got his own career, all right? Uh, okay. So I don't know Not anything about it. Comparatively to Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Hold on a second. Gwen Who's Stefani. Got... Okay. You want to play a little gross? Uh, yeah, let's We're, do it. Okay, who, sure. You think Blake Shelton has grossed more revenue than, like, if we type in a Google search, like, uh, 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 Blake Shelton uh, net worth or Gwen Stefani net worth, do you think Blake Shelton is going to be higher than Type Gwen Stefani? Type it in. Blake will be. Really? Blake absolutely will be. No. There's no question because uh, I think Blake has been in uh, 2001, 
was his first number one song. When was No Doubt a thing? Late 90s? Early 90s. Early 90s? Early 90s. Okay. When did they really hit? Was it with, uh, Mm, which album was it? Tragic Kingdom, 94. That was probably their big first album, right? I mean, the big first. For certain. They had a a smaller record that wasn't big, but Tragic Kingdom had Sunday Morning and Don't Sleep. But then her solo solo career spanned two, two, well, but two albums, really. Yeah, but Gwen Stefani has that shit is to keep it in in your uh, favorite shit favorite is ba- item. bananas. Shit is bananas. Right. That's the best song she ever I have that. That's my ringtone. Shit is bananas. Why, why wouldn't I use that all the time? <laughs> okay, according to WealthyGorilla.com, okay. Blake Shelton's net worth is at a hundred million. Okay, now Gwen Stefani. I'm gonna guess hers as double. I I I just I can't I can't believe that would that would be a thing. Now keep in mind I can't see Murdoch's screen either, so I'm not I, totally filling me full I, of I, shit. No, although I'm, here I am holding the okay. I don't. Handy. Here's here's our first problem. Okay. Go- wealthy gorilla or whatever I just said <laughs> doesn't have the first thing that pops up is celebritynetworth.com, which seems like a better maybe right celebrity net worth of oh, Gwen God Stefani one hundred and sixty million. Okay, so she's up by Wait, sixty million. Let's let's look at let's let's look at Blake Shelton on celebrity net worth. This is an American thing. <laughs> God, are you kidding me? Of course it is. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton doesn't even show up. Oh, that, I mean. It he, has Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert net worth. Well, well that's old. That's so, old. Yeah, it's very old. That's, that's 60 old. million bucks more than Blake Shelton, okay. according to the Google. All right. But still. I, in, it's hard to the, beat that shit as bananas money. In the world of country music, when you say the name Blake, everybody knows who you're talking about. You're not in that world. I get it. I, when I say the word Cavendish, that's, everybody that's, knows what we're talking about. That is not at about. all like my issue okay. with this. I get it. Like Garth, right? Sure. Garth. I'm talking specifically about the douchey way you said it like he's on your fucking, <laughs> like he like he went to your I've, fucking kid's bar mitzvah. I've met him a handful of times. So, of course, bet, we're practically. Who's the most famous person you've met? Probably. Probably Garth. Garth? Twice. Mm-hmm. I've hung out with him a couple of times. And, and when I mean hung out. I've hung out. Garth does with it Garth. right still, right? Like he hangs, hangs. Quick time, quick story. Go quick do Garth it. Story. Yeah, go for it. What First time, I want to talk about your stupid abortion <laughs> news. Talk about your Garth Brooks stories. First time, Garth was in uh, Rapid City. I uh, sold. Uh, I think he had three shows: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We went backstage, took some winners back from the radio station. Okay, they had bought T-shirts and all kinds of shit, right? So they're sitting back there on the couch. Garth comes in. He's got this stack of his photos. Uh, he's got this beautiful little lounge area and everybody sits down. He's like, you guys have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. What can I get you? What can I, what do you want to drink? Beer, whiskey? Oh, he would like get get it for you. Garth got up, went to, you know, did, served you while you were sitting. Sure, yeah. Okay. So he's sitting there. We're all sitting there. We're talking to him. We were there. We were there 60 minutes, just eight of us. And it turns out Garth is like, you got to try these fucking bananas. (laughs) And they were, the shit was delicious. So we're sitting there and Garth kind of looks at everybody in the room, kind of gets his quizzical expression on his face, which I'm sure he's mastered over sure, the years, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's looking at everybody, and he's like, uh, hold on, did you did you buy that out front? He points to one of our winners. Did you buy that T-shirt and everything out front? And he turns around, just he's still making eye contact, but he puts his hand behind him, and he goes, and he snaps. snaps really loud. This motherfucking monkey comes around the corner, all right, and his little lackey 
comes around the corner cool. with a wad of bills that could choke a horse. All right, <laughs> and reimburse oh, him for the shirt. Reimbursed every single person. Just That's I a mean, real it, gangster move. It was pull out your roll, yep, it, and it was a giant roll. All of us. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was it was amazing. He he is a genuine dude. Okay. Um. So yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I've met you know. Dan Quayle, does that count? Uh, let's see. Um, no, you've met a lot of those politicians, though. Yeah. You've 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 run in those circles. So. Yeah, but Dan, I don't know Dan Quayle. I didn't, I didn't, hey, Dan Sale I, probably I uh, Quayle probably about, saved our democracy. I wasn't so, thinking about politicians. Right. Actually, while you were telling that, I was thinking about like that's cool and nine country people generally do it right. They're I think better so. customer service at the, sure. at the meet and greet, right? Absolutely. I was thinking about the time we did a meet and greet with the Lincoln Park. And it was like, everybody get in line. You, everybody gets a picture. No one gets to talk to anybody. We don't want with Miley Crew once where the tour manager would, oh, like stood imagine. next to Mick Mars to make sure nobody breathed on him hard. <laughs> Otherwise, his you know saltine <laughs> cracker fucking hips will break. Country does it better. Well, Shania Twain wouldn't let you touch her. You couldn't that put your hands like it make anywhere. Sense. Well, you know, usually when you get a picture, you put an arm around or whatever. Oh, I so, don't do that. You so, shouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. So the photo that I have with her, my arm is touching the wall behind her just to make it look like we were. Sure. You know, but you couldn't. You couldn't. Kids in the Hall. Uh, the guys from Kids in the Hall. That would be cool. That was one I of my favorite. Absolutely. See, this is one. Me. You're such a doofus, right? But once in a while, you pull out a good pull like kids in the hall. Oh, and that they saves were your fantastic. Ass. Yeah. You got to get out of They're here. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do actually. But, uh, you know, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. You want to do one more? You got one more news uh, story? You know, the only story I had in there, and, and you can help me clear this up, and it's probably an obvious answer, really. Uh, I just noticed that there was a guy that was sentenced here in Rapid City. Uh, for the Sturgis sex, uh, sexting arrest. Oh, Another God. One of those, okay? No, no. First off, we got a quick call at that. Why? Cut. This annoys me. Okay. I need to preface a couple of things because okay. it's about to sound like I'm okay with human trafficking. <laughs> right. I really want you to. I really want you to be careful with what you say here as well. No problem, with no me problem. being on this podcast. Yeah, okay? I got it. All right. Very good. Right, well, let's back it up and okay. let's preface everything. Sure. Let's explain what's going on. Okay. We have what's in this area called the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, where a town of five thousand because a town of half a million and a bunch of bikers come in every year. The law enforcement decides to do a sex trafficking, uh, sex worker sting. Where they, where they, where they, and this is, I'm not saying this is bad, right? They do a sting mm-hmm. where the, just like in the, what's the show? Yeah. The, the, the well, catch a predator. Ex- explain to what, explain what a sting is. Uh, they, Some people they, may not know. They, a cop acts like an underage, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get a hand job on the internet thing. And then they sting a bunch of dudes and they call it every year. The Sturgis Rally sex sting. Right. And the people that they arrest are not bikers. They're from, they're local people Mm -hmm. here or they're from the Air Force Base and they're not, but they still call it the Sturgis Motorcycle sex sting. I'm not saying don't do the sex sting. Good to do the sex sting. Let's get pedophiles off the streets. Let's stop calling it the biker sex sting because the bikers aren't the one getting fucking arrested for having sex with kids. Right. Local truckers are. Right. Not truckers, sorry. I don't mean to, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's it's like, (laughs) all right, conservatives, (laughs) banana fans, truckers. <laughs> the last guy they did, I knew I knew him from a radio station. He was oh, a radio no station way. listener. Oh my not god, not ours. Oh, okay, thank from god. Previously, I'll I'll keep I'll even keep the station nameless. Oh my god, okay. And I'm right. like, I know that name. That <laughs> oh. guy's a prize whore. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so icky. Way oh icky. my god. Anyways, fuck those guys. They're gross. They deserve to burn in hell right. if there is one. But like, it's not a motorcycle rally sex right. thing. 
That being said, what's your story? Well, this guy was uh, this guy was from uh, Louisiana. Oh shit! Um, the, but... one, the one fucking biker you find <laughs> on the deal. It was a multi-agency 2020 sex trafficking sting during the Sturgis motorcycle they're rally. Just getting around to say. Yeah. First off, what a bummer. The year of COVID where you can't go anywhere <laughs> right. and you're a piece of shit. And you come out here and you try to get sex with a 15 year old and you go to jail. That's a bummer. That's a that's a hard end of COVID. <laughs> yeah, that well, I mean, that's just the story. And and it's, you know, and obviously what they sent, how long the sentence? Uh let me see. How long was it? But you didn't see my answer coming there, right? No. God, no. <laughs> Let's see. I'm pro pedophile okay. sex sting. Let, uh, let's. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Judge Karen Schreier. I don't care. Two about and a show. half years in federal prison. That doesn't seem like followed enough. Followed by five years of supervised release. Also doesn't feel $100 like a hundred dollars in assessments to the Federal Crime Victims Fund. He could face a maximum of ten years or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or both. Still doesn't seem like. And enough. five years to life of supervised release. None of that seems like. You enough. know what I think is interesting. A couple weeks ago, Dean had an article where we were talking about one of these two. Both of you. Why are both of you insist to have pedophile news stories on this podcast? What I, are you trying to ruin this because thing? Because I remember the last time you said, put something local in there, Houston. So there <laughs> I was. Looking at that was I the said, local one that right. I did. That's, what, that's exactly what Dean said. He's like, you wanted something local. So I don't want the pedophile's local story. Give me something fucking Andy Rooney, something nice, well, something right. warm. There was, there was a monumented Black Hills Harley Davidson. There, what, what see? This one? How, how's that? New monument at Harley Davidson Rally Point. There's a new monument there? Mm. New monument at Rally Davidson's Rally Point things. honors the sacrifice. Uh, they, they, uh, it says uh, workers laid down pieces of the new Gold Star Family's Memorial Monument at the, at the entrance to the Rally See, Point. See, that's nice. Nice there things happen here. Yeah, it's not all it. pedophiles. No. Every once in a while, we put up a every monument. Time, every time you guys do a local story, it's like, well, let's see who got arrested for fucking kids. I'm going to bring it in the news. Oh, shit. <laughs> and that's the news. That's <laughs> it. God, that's the note I'm going out on. All right. Thanks, Everybody man. go get a banana. Oh, that was fun. That's Mark Houston. Um, I recorded that on the 30th. Today is July 1st. And so uh, I'll wrap this up here. We're actually, our offices are closed today. Uh, so I actually have time to come in here and finish posting this. Fourth of July weekend. That's coming up. Bottle rocket fight. Do you guys remember bottle rocket fights? Do you guys have bottle rocket fights? Isn't that a strange thing? Like, if my children, when they were six, would have came out to me and were like, hey, I'd like to, <laughs> we'd like to go do a bottle rocket fight. No fucking way, man. We just did it. It was just normal. You get a gross of bottle rockets and you'd stand on two sides of the street like some weird American Revolution you know, <laughs> just line up in fours and shoot each other. Uh, we've got out here, if you're not from the area and you listen to this podcast, uh, it's it's a hard place for fireworks because, you know, um, forests are burning everywhere. And so it's a stupid thing to buy. <laughs> but like there's one little like redneck area of town where you can still shoot them off because there's no forest trees there. There's no the Black Hills aren't there. It's called Rapid Valley, and like it just looks like uh, uh, it looks like uh, um, one of the Ukrainian cities on <laughs> CNN. It is like starting today, starting today through I think Monday or Tuesday. It's just it's just artillery shells. Like you have to move all your pets to a different county. 
<laughs> we moved out here for a reason to drink beer and blow shit up and there's just a cold war it's no so okay here's this is what it is when my when my boy when my twins were little the neighborhood had uh like a like a nerf gun cold war right where like if one neighbor kid got the 47 repeater dart thing that all the kids had to get it. It was like the butter side up, butter side down book from Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's the same that doesn't go away ever, right? The same thing happens out in this little Rapid Valley area. So if like your fucking hillbilly neighbor gets gets the twenty six artillery shell thing, you gotta get the forty eight one and everybody does it at every third house and it just sounds like a, a, they're making a Vietnam film. It sounds like Oliver Stone landed and he's just shooting war documentary footage. It's fun to watch. I'm glad I don't live there. I guess I'd still rather live there than the Ukraine. <laughs> than the Ukraine. You know, as I learned about this is cool. This is speaking of the Ukraine. John Cena, the wrestler, getting real into WWF since I went to one. John. So there was this kid with down syndrome in the ukraine and like bombs are coming so they could get the fuck out of town right most of that country is getting out of town if you're not fighting the war and this kid didn't want to leave cause, and and so they told him that john cena was looking for him he had to get going and that's how they like tricked him to get out of you know to not be killed um and john cena heard about it and like tracked that fucking kid down in turkey or wherever he was uh, uh poland or wherever he was poland i think and like went and met up with him it's not badass I really like that. Seems like he's a good dude. <laughs> Seems like I, I that John, I, I approve of John Cena. I don't mean it that way. I just thought that was a bitching thing. Fourth of July. Let's celebrate America. Let's celebrate what uh, what brings us together, maybe instead of what uh, divides us, right? I think for a few days you can put down what you hate about everybody else and maybe just drink a fucking beer. And uh, or a tea if you can't. And uh, I don't know. You've heard the lecture. You know what I think about when I think of Fourth of July? I think of uh, every Fourth of July when we were little. When we were kids. We'd go hang out with our cousins in a place called Inwood, Iowa, which is like just an Iowa version of Elsister, little six hundred whatever town. In it always sounded like you had a like a <laughs> like yeah yeah it sounded like dirty like it was a thing you weren't. It, uh, we're going to in, we got, oh, we got, a, got got a case of the Inwood. <laughs> um, what would we do? We do we go listen to this hillbilly shit, city people. We would go to what's called a demolition derby, and we'd watch thirty to forty five cars just like in a in a in a little dirt mound arena, um, where you'd also have your rodeos or your tractor pulls. Tractor pulls. That's the other thing I think about Fourth of July. And then you know. A bunch of dudes would take old Ford Tauruses and spend, you know, two months drinking beer, stripping it down, and then spend another month running it in demo derbies. It was just a, you know, it's just hillbilly good, hillbilly fun. How a demo derby works is without worrying about neck braces or insurance, you just crash the fuck out of everything until someone has to go to the chiropractor, and then you win. Very good. You go to a baseball field to watch fireworks show and like try to pick up chicks, pick up inwood chicks. <laughs> you know, you're the like a fat little pear shaped fifteen year old, and it was the first time the Hawaiian shirts were cool in the nineties, right? But not if you look like me. Um, so you know, here I am in my fucking two and a half x. 
<laughs> Stupid Hawaiian shirt and bucket hat looking like I'm just trying to find any ska band to join. Picking up Inwood chicks. You know, in, it, when you grow up in little towns of like, like I did, like 700, you know, you don't have a lot of kids in your school or your class and like... By the time you hit seventeen, the girls in your school are tired of your bullshit. So you got to go. <laughs> you got to go to the next super town and try to act like you're not a dipshit. <laughs> uh, it worked. Some, you know, I thought I was working some game on some Inwood, Iowa girl, and it turns out she was much more experienced and like took my virginity one night or one of these Fourth of July summers. I thought I was going to marry that girl. She was my email password for like a decade. <laughs> like next time I listen to the, or the douchiest memory the next day, you know, after you had that, that first time, it was real kind of a sweet kid-like first time. Uh, and and uh, the next day I was like calling her house, sending her flowers, and like, oh, as soon as somebody let me pass the goalie, man, I was I was ready for me. What a stupid upper Midwest Lutheran thing. Like, we get married now, right? I love you now, right? <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't want to talk to you again. I just. Met you at a wedding dance. <laughs> oh, poor sad little me. Um, I got. Oh, you know what? I got. I got. I got. I want to. I think we should rename. I got that white people will buy anything bit. I think we need to rename it to Americans will buy anything. Is it Americans will buy anything? White people will buy anything. I was watching an ad. What did I see an ad? I saw an ad for uh, Pizza Hut. Right, like uh, they have a new pizza called the—I think it's called the Edge, the Edge Pizza. That's what it's called. It's a real American thing, right? Like, <laughs> we've fuck your crust. We've got toppings to the edge. Crusts are for socialists. In America, you know, we have topping. We have toppings all the way to the end of the pizza. It just sounded like such a. Well, it's just, we just have two, you know, it's two types of ads, right? Like, it's either, there's so much meat and cheese, it's all the way to the end, or it's like, here's this thing you're going to take because you ate all that meat and cheese to the edge. Fuck your crust. <laughs> well, as I see, I saw the, I saw, was it the, the Lucky the lucky Charms elf? Not elf, what are they called? Leprechauns? Leprechauns. I saw a Lucky, I hadn't saw, a, I'm, a, I have, I'm, I'm, Paying attention to cereal again, I know it sounds so dumb, but like I forgot about cereal. Remember your cereal? You'd have a bowl, couple bowls of cereal. They had it when you were a kid. It was great. And like we never really had cereal with boys growing up because when they were little, one of them didn't like milk or something. So you just didn't, you know, whatever. You didn't have cereal. So here I am, 41, and I'm like, God, cereal's awesome again. <laughs> so I, I was watching a Lucky Charms ad, and and the, the leprechaun, I'm surprised he's got that job, right? The Lucky Charms leprechaun. It hasn't been. You you feel feels like. It just feels like a a a white ginger, leprechaun would have gotten a reboot by now, just because of the you know, not like it turned. <laughs> I'm not accusing the Lucky Charms leprechaun of anything. It's not like oh it's like oh I found out the Lucky Charms elf was real grabby asshole to them Rice Krispie triplets. Are they brothers? What are the are they Rice Krispie thing? They're not. Are they brothers? Triplets? I don't know if they're triplets. Are they elves? What are they? Are they Smurfs? They're like related to the Keebler f- fellas, right? Rice crispy mascots. What are they? Snap, Crackle, and Pop are elves? No. They're just dudes. 
Yeah, they're not elves or anything. Do they have magic? I don't think they have magic. Oh, there's like a present, like, actors. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Uh, Jacob Tremblay is the voice of Pop. He is the brand new 2022 voice of Pop. I didn't know they had voice. I wanted to, I don't care, I'm just trying to figure out they're fucking elves or something. Or brothers, what are they? I think they're just people, huh? I don't think they were... <laughs> I don't think anything happened with them with the... <laughs> Lucky Charms Elf. What am I talking about? <laughs> I just met... I just... I was... Back to my point. I just... When I saw the Lucky Charms Elf or Leprechaun, I thought it would... I thought by now it would be like a rebooted... You know what I mean? Like I just figured... 60 years of a white little leprechaun was enough for and, and like America would you know kind of corporate give a corporate hip hop version of the Lucky Charms leprechaun <laughs> trying to be like new cool uh, what else did I I guess we're just talking about ads oh you know what I thought I drove by and this is an I drove by I drove by a billboard for a a quote gentlemen's club and i and speaking of phrases that need an update <laughs> gentlemen how dare you call that a gentleman's club right like i've been to a i've been to a gentleman's club in arizona and a stripper asked me if i had any meth a, a gentleman does not carry meth as i'm aware <laughs> i'm just saying I was so weird. That had never asked. The one and only time I ever got asked for meth. We were in some place called, I think it's called, I think it's called Skin. That seemed right. And we were there with a real rich dude, you know. And this is 100 years ago. It's so gross to talk about it now. So, like, you walk in, right? And, like, this is how rich this dude was. Like, there's a table full of stockbroker looking dudes who were, like, at his little table. And, like, he gets there and they have to bounce those dudes right the fuck out. That's how rich this guy was. And, like, you know, as soon as you, you, you like you sit in the table and it's like when you feed the fish at the <laughs> this is like a bunch of gold digging sex workers come out of the woodwork. <laughs> and they it looks like when you let kids out for recess, right? Like here they come heading to the swings. Um and then you know, I'm not it's not a moral thing. You want lap dances, get lap dances. I don't get it, that's fine. But like that's not, none of this seems gentlemanly, does it? Gent gentleman's establishment. Like I get like in the 20s where like the tassel titty girl would do a dance and then the band would play. Sure, we could call that a gentleman's club, but like straight up got asked for methamphetamine. I've been to a real dirty one in Fort Pier in this wonderful state and, and, and like, you know, real pregnant, <laughs> far too pregnant to be dancing exotic or otherwise eventually it's just a health concern in those heels what about this is gentlemanly oh i had a weird life in my 20s man all right well that's can be about it i guess you guys have a great american birthday whether you're american or not and maybe spend some time liking americans and checking in on your mental health and Checking in on your friend's mental health for America's birthday. 
That's about it, eh? Thanks for listening. Give it a like. Give it a share. Tell your friends. I like posting on holiday weekends because none of the shows you actually listen to are putting out new episodes. So, like, this is where a shitty podcast like this can shine. Share it to your friends. They don't have anything to listen to this weekend. (laughs) We'll see you next week. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credit was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. (laughs) He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. (laughs) Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share. And you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.